0: The Create and Thrive Podcast, episode 116. Do you still think that having a job is the best way to make a living? Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name is Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers just like you create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Hey Thrivers, Jess here. Welcome to another episode of the Create and Thrive podcast. There's a bit of a think piece this week on the topic of work. Uh, Before I get into that, I'm looking forward to seeing my parents today. They're coming to visit. We haven't seen them since we got back from the UK. And we've got a lovely Airbnb guest staying with us downstairs. We've been a bit jet-lagged this week, so we've spent the week doing a bit of work, but also kind of nesting, <laughs> doing some gardening, planting some um, vegetables, seedlings and things like that. Looking forward to growing our garden. So starting to feel pretty much normal now, which is lovely and ready to really dive back into work. And speaking of work, that is what this episode is all about. I'm going to start with a quote from Seth Godin, and I'm going to come back to Seth later on in the episode If you're not familiar with Seth Godin, uh, I'm very happy to introduce you to him. If you are, then hopefully you're a fan as well as I am. And the quote is this. When exactly were you brainwashed into believing that the best way to earn a living is to have a job? And we're going to be talking about that today. First of all, I want to take you back. Back in my own personal history. 10 years ago, probably, you know, I was 2007. That was before I started Aferial, just the year before I started Aferial, my jewellery business. And I really, you know, the thought that I could really actually make a living running a business, doing something I loved was, it seemed almost impossible. Uh, specifically, an online business doing something I'd loved. Uh, since falling in love with the internet in 1996, when we first got the internet at home, I was in high school. I think I'd always seen the potential and had this vague dream that this new thing, this amazing world changing thing called the Internet would open up possibilities for my life and the lives of everyone else in the world in ways we couldn't even imagine then. I mean, if you are my age or a little bit younger or older, you remember the world before the Internet. We are the last generation ever in the history of humanity to exist in a world before the internet and just take a moment to think about that because we are so used to it now it is so much a part of our lives but it is so profoundly historically life and world changing that sometimes i think we forget how much things have changed in the last 20-25 years since the internet kind of arrived in our lives you know, the 15 year old me spent a lot of time on the internet. (laughs) I was down in our home office, you know, which was, you know, ostensibly my dad's, but honestly, I'm the one who spent the most time in there on the computer. Uh, I spent every evening on the internet. I I learned, I taught myself how to build websites. I taught myself HTML, which was the language of websites back then. I had this spiral bound notebook where I would write down code and then learn, you know, use it and keep track of it and learn how to build websites. I would read and learn about stuff about the world around me, about life shared by everyday people. This is the first time that you could actually learn and, you know, hear from people from around the world, because until then Knowledge was limited by the gatekeepers of the publishing industry. The only way really you could get knowledge was from a book or from somebody you actually knew in real life. You know, remember those days, um, again, if you're my age or older, where you had to go to the library or the bookstore to find out about something? You know, if you had a thought about something, I wonder if or how does this work? You couldn't just pull out your smartphone and Google it. You had to ask someone around you, and if they didn't know, you had to wait until you could go to the library and try to find a book that answered your question. I mean, it's just such a profound shift, this shift in the way that we look at the world and, and interact with the world. And those days seem like ancient history, but they're not. You know, the world's changed so drastically in the last 20, 25 years, and I and you now have the tools to build an international business from our living room or our kitchen or our studio or our couch or our garage in a way that was pretty much impossible just a few short decades ago the internet cuts away the gatekeepers it cuts through it gets rid of the gatekeepers now if we look at kind of not to get political, but look at the way the world's going and the polarization and stuff, you can see that there's good and bad to this. You know, it allows people to connect with like-minded people, which can be good, but it can also be dangerous. So we're seeing the results of that now. But that aside, it allows you and I to connect directly to our customers, no matter where they are in the world. We don't have to go through shops anymore, which are just another form of gatekeeper. There's nothing separating the creator from the consumer except for two screens and a somewhat magical transference of information <laughs> via wires and cables. I still don't really, I mean, I've got a science background. I still don't really know how it all works, honestly. I've never really understood or looked into the science, but it seems magical, doesn't it, from the outside? You know, that we can, I can sit here with this lump of plastic in my hand and someone on the other side of the world can be talking to me and I can see them and hear them and there's nothing and like it's just it's amazing it really is like think about that for a minute we take it for granted so much but as it applies to business you know the traditional ways of running a small craft business which were you sold at markets you sold to shops in generally in your local area or you know if you had an agent you might have been able to sell a bit more further afield There's no longer the only way to make a business success. You can still do things that way, you know, but you don't have to do those things anymore at all. If you don't want to, I don't sell to shops. I don't do markets. I haven't for years and I still have a successful handmade business that is completely done online for me and my customers. So what's holding you back from making this happen now? is it a belief that running a business is dangerous and risky that there's no way you can do it successfully to make enough to make enough money that it's not a safe and stable way of making a living maybe that was the case before the internet but the world has changed drastically Business is not just something that only people with MBAs can do anymore. It's something anybody can do. Business is just the exchange of something for money. That's all. And if you still have that old idea in your head, and, you know, those of you listening, I know you're at many different stages of your business, but I I want to address this because I think it might be an unconscious or semi-conscious bias that a lot of people have that might be holding them back from actually growing their business. And that is that belief that, you're you not capable or that business is dangerous and risky and it's not a safe way to make a living and if so i want to really ask you you know what's you know what's actually really risky these days and what's unstable a job a job is risky a job is unstable it's tenuous it's fleeting no longer do we get a job for life like in the old days you know the golden age of you get a job straight out of school or uni or whatever and you stay in that job forever the world has moved on you know when you have a job you are at the complete mercy of your employer they can hire you and they can fire you they tell you what to do and how to do it and when to do it they pay you a set rate no matter how stellar or terrible your work is and we've all been in the situation where we've been you know working hard and someone else has not and you're getting the same amount of money and it's just a horrible situation to be in. Frankly, you are not in control. You live in a constant state of low-level fear because your life basically belongs to someone else, someone else who can take away your livelihood at any time. How is that better, a better way of making a living, than running your own enterprise, your own business? One where you are in complete control. You decide what to do and when. You make as much money as you want to once you figured out how to do it. You work the hours you want to work. You take vacations when you want to take vacations. You are in control of your life. No one can take your livelihood away from you because you're not, you know, there's not this person who is benevolent ben, or benevolently, or not so. <laughs> I need more coffee. You know, they are, you know, not just being, oh, yes, you can have this job as long as you do a good job and I like you and you do what I want you to do. You know, until very recently in history, we were all brought up in that job, this job mindset, this get a job mindset. I'm 36 and I was, you know, there there was no other – when I was at school, that just what, you know, there was no thought that I would become an entrepreneur, that I would be running my own successful online businesses by the time I was 36 and be making a living for me and my family. I mean, what? That was not even – Possible then? <laughs> it wasn't even a conception in anybody's mind. It just didn't exist as a possibility for for regular people who weren't, you know, in wanting to go into the business world. Which was, frankly, um, something that was sort of only a certain a few kind of were brought up into the idea of doing. Generally, you know, they had family businesses and things like that. The world has changed that fast that now, you know, kids, teenagers, young people are suddenly being, uh, gro- are suddenly growing up in this world where nothing is certain, everything's, you know, on the table, they've got all this potential, the internet's offering them all these opportunities, and the internet really is just a way of connecting us with everybody and removing those gatekeepers, and that's what it's all about. But being an entrepreneur back then when I was a teenager, when I was at school looking to my future and deciding what I was going to do with my life, and I'm thinking the same is probably true for most of you listening, being an entrepreneur was for a select few. We were brainwashed into thinking by by society, I'm not saying there was some evil person sitting there brainwashing. I'm just saying using that term as Seth Godin does and we're about to get back to him into thinking we had to go to school, go to uni get a job, and be a good little cog in someone else's larger machine. And I'm going to quote Seth Godin again. Now, what I'm quoting him from is a manifesto he wrote called Brainwashed. It's available for free online. I read it years ago, and what I'm actually talking to you about today is something I, I talked about on the blog years back, but I kind of was looking through and it struck me as something really relevant. So if you head on over to the the blog, com and uh, look for episode 116, I'll have a link to it there. You can check it out or just Google Seth Godin brainwashed. I'm sure it'll come up, but here's another quote from it. The brainwashing continues to this day. You've been brainwashed to believe that you're stuck with what you've got, that you need to punch a clock, follow a manual and do what you're told. I wonder who dreamed that up. It's certainly in the interest of the dominant forces of our society to create an oversupply of eager and compliant workers. But now, as the power shifts, so does your opportunity. Are you serious about transformation? I'm not talking about polishing yourself, improving yourself, or making things a bit better. I'm talking about the reset button, a reinvention that changes the game, that means an overhaul in what you believe and how you do your job. If you're up for that, then right here, right now, you can start. Now, if you want to just have a job, a place where you go, do your work and come home and forget about it, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's awesome. But if so, why are you listening to this podcast? (laughs) I'm guessing you're listening to this podcast because that's what you don't want because you're over that. You've done that. You don't want to be doing it anymore. You want to be your own person in charge of your own financial destiny And in charge of your life, really, and have that freedom to do things the way you want to do them in the context, most of you, I'm sure, of having a handmade business and creating something that you care about and putting that out into the world, rather than just doing a job that doesn't feel like it has any meaning. You know, I'm a big believer in we create our own meaning in our lives. Any meaning in our lives is something that we choose and that we decide upon. And there's nothing more powerful than making that decision and then going after it. So, I'm guessing you do want to get out of that machine and that you do want something more. And, you know, so I really recommend that you go read that manifesto so if this idea kind of gets to you, or just think about it, you know, think about is, you know, Do you have that old programming in your mind? Our um, our brain is like a computer. You know, we've got this, all of our history and everything we've learned is programming. We can put it in that language. And do you have that programming that that a job is safe, that having a job is the safe thing to do and that not having a job is not safe? I mean, I'll, I'll refer back to my own personal experience here. I have never felt more financially secure than I do now. Never, ever. I've had good jobs. I've had, you know, I've had excellent jobs, actually, where I had really good security and I had um, a good wage and all of those sorts of things. But that wasn't mine. You know, I wasn't in charge. I was at the mercy of somebody else. And that always, I think, left me a little bit uneasy really it did and that's why I think I was always looking for that something else I was always looking for that way to do things for myself and when I found it and actually figured it out and it's just the best feeling in the world it really is you know I've financially I'm making more money now than I ever did any other time in my life and that money feels much more secure to me because I know I have the power to go out and make more Not only because of the businesses I've already put in place, but once you've done it, you realize that you can do it and you can do it over and over again if you really want to. I have no doubt that if I wanted to change careers, I'm kind of totally doing air quotes here. (laughs) If I wanted to change direction or change careers and do something else, I could figure it out and I can make a living doing that if I wanted to. And I want you to experience that and have that feeling as well and really believe that it's possible and find that financial security not only you know and financial security is really important but so is emotional security and you know that that feeling that you are free and that you're safe and I think that having your own business really is the best way to do that which is why I do it and why I encourage other people to do this as well. I'm going to leave you with one more quote from the Brainwash Manifesto. Thanks, Seth. I'm totally just like sharing your stuff today. But it's something that I really feel strongly about and really wanted to share. And I've talked about this. I've actually talked about this in other podcasts and interviews with other people like me, other people who are running their own businesses, specifically um, internet-based or online businesses. And we honestly, for everyone I've talked to, we all feel this way. We all feel that this is the, you know, it's the way forward to, uh, freedom and security and financial security is to figure out a figure out like basically this is what it comes down to figure out what you have to offer to the world that people want and need and will give you money for and work out a way to connect with those people that's all it comes down to and if you can work out a way to connect with those people in an authentic way that they trust you you'll make it happen so the last quote is this learn the seventh pillar is the key to the other six School used to exist to learn a trade. You apprenticed and then you worked the rest of your life in the same job, in the same town, in the same factory, doing the same work. Ha! Dream on. Only lighthouse operators have that luxury today. And when was the last time you met a lighthouse operator? To bring the school as event mindset to work today is to court a certain failure. School isn't over. School is now. School is blogs and experiments and experiences and the constant failure of shipping and learning. You already took a first step. You read something that challenged you to think differently. The path to reinvention, though, is just that, a path. The opportunity of our time is to discard what you think you know and instead learn what you need to learn every single day. Thank you for being here and trusting me to help you learn what you need to learn to make your dreams a reality and bring them into fruition. And I really, really hope that you do, or you have, or you are, and I believe that you can, and I hope you believe that you can too. Thanks so much for listening for another week. This has been the Create and Thrive Podcast. I'm Jess Van Den, and goodbye for now.